0: He he he, waeta tēnei, o oh, tetei wahanga, tino kai ngākau neia, uh, noroto o awatere, te kawakao mai tawhiti, uh, he tōna tikanga, he, he, he kōro whakapapa, kōro whinua. He tamae, e, he, nora, he kore he tū no tō kiri ki te tarā rāu Tāku kore rawa nei ki te rāu kie ki e taku no hō tonu nei ki te rāu hara keke. Tēnā no nō tō tau wā kahuna tō mā Nā nai wai nā rua te pūpuke nā rua te mā hara te hota hota Nā tua waihanga hei kahura ki te pō Nā, ka haere te kōreru Kiai te pāhe, hei te lalabai, hei te lalabai Ko te lalabai mō te tamaiti ae, engari ko te oriru mō te tamaiti hae mō te whanauton. Dr. Wayne
1: Ngata performs part of an oriori, a chant, from Awatere to Kawakawa Mai in the Gisborne region. He says the composition of this oriori refers to land and genealogy. He says many people think that an uriori is for a baby. He disagrees and says that it's more for the parents and the wider whānau of the child. In turn, they teach the child. In the series hitanga te Pūkinga, a person who is skilled or well-versed in a subject, Dr Wainata discusses mō tiatia the word that means a lament or chant. Composer Matthew Dixon, who passed away last year, talks about waiata-aringa, or action songs.
2: And it sort of goes like this. Te mā tau, ho te hungaroi a Māori e, e mihi nei, kia o koutou katoa.
1: E aku rauranga tira mā naumai haramai ki tēnei mō mō hōtaka hei kawe i e ngā kaupapa Māori. Ko Justin Murray, Aho. I ask Dr Wayne Ngata if mō teatea, or chant, is considered the first form of Māori music. He says some may consider the first sound to resonate from hine ahuone.
0: huone. go ko, ko te oro. Ah huh. kuteyuru meme agueran nei people might say and kutey kutey tangi chota hi uh, to tangata no way or oh, no way darnay no hinya uh, no way darnay
1: Dr Ngata completed his doctoral thesis Tehu hu otey puro in 2009 the thesis contains the saying kutey mothe ater temataho te kite pa otey hinengar o mari kite ao mari Motiatia is the window to the thought process of Māori and therefore the Māori world. The name Tehu o Te Pūro is a phrase from a waiata. It is pertinent to the word Rorika or the sweet voice, as Dr Nata explains.
0: Nā, te hapū te in order to to understand and appreciate the the psyche of the maori, one can if one was able to access the epitome of Maori literature, then one can understand the thinking. So, in terms of literature and that body of knowledge uh it is very much encompassed in moretete and in particular types of moretete sometimes. So, if one can access that and understand that, then one is able to understand how Maori thought and think, and therefore how Maori behave, and therefore how Maori can um utilize that thinking and behaviour to be better people. You, you work towards something, he that, or how Maori can help themselves more than anything else. Yeah, and I consider that motete is a source of, is a, it's a major body of literature, a body of knowledge that we access intermittently. Yeah. Voices are very different. So, if we do sing a more teete, even, even as we sing more theater in traditional tunes, to some it's it's sung maybe out of acknowledgement of an old way of singing and appreciation that this is how we should sing.
1: So where, yeah. where do they come from, do you think? Yeah,
0: um, Wangi, sound comes from sound, comes from environment one lives in or has lived in. So if that environment is, uh, is sea or bush or river or um, anything like that or shore, then those are what makes you in all ways, including sound. If that environment is um, brick and steel and glass, then that's what makes you as well. It's just as valid. It might have a different sound.
1: <laughs> you, you used um, Dr. Oh, Hedinie uh, Hedinie Melbourne. Yeah.
0: Well, Hedinie was great uh, at uh, interpreting sounds of the environment, as you know, and,
2: and 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 and
0: and composing songs that express that. And so his songs, in uh, for some, his songs may not necessarily have made sense, but they were not intended to. They were made intended to ex- express a particular emotion, a particular idea. Um, there are songs we our, our people sing on the east coast that are uh, expressed in a particular way. They don't make sense, though, but they're about sound and mm-hmm. and movement. I, I tend to call them, and probably not a good word. Uh, we I joke about them. I call them flat songs. <laughs> you know, who wants to sing flat songs with me? <laughs> People would rather sing songs, songs that have some popular harmony and a sweet ear. The, raw reka, or the real reka has not changed. It's just the ear has changed mm. and the appreciation, therefore, of what that is or what that sweet voice is. Sweet voice today is quite different from a sweet voice of yesteryear. And so when we talk about more there in the the early early writings of European when they commented on what they he- they heard, some were derogatory because it was it just hurt the ears what is this, what is a sweet voice and that 's how we 've developed we 've changed our appreciation through our ear of what a sweet voice is so harmonies we do harmonies brilliantly we' adapt we are really really well. Most Māori, and this is generalising here, most Māori can carry a tune. I've actually heard one or two that can't, and I think to myself, ooh, (laughs) that DNA wasn't that strong. But um, most Māori can carry a tune. Therefore, our ears are still relatively well-tuned to what we hear. So it's an acknowledgement that it's an important and significant part of our, our body of knowledge, and we should acknowledge that.
1: Motiatia, chant, poetry or a lament, tell stories of whakapapa, history, grief or death. There are names for these motiatia, waiata apakura, a lament, waiata tangi, also a lament or a song of mourning and waiata kroa, a chant. Dr Ngata outlines the interpretation of these motiatia. But then if you have waiata tangi, waita kroa, waiata apakura, obviously they are going to be sung as if you are in mourning.
0: Well, mourning therefore is, is done differently these days. though. I see a lot of handkerchiefs at mourning. I never understood that, and even 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 the it all changed. So when when we talk about do we say we say those things like you know, Meheke heke te roi mata te hupe. No one wants to see that, now.
1: Te heke o te, roi mata me te hupe when a person is so grief-stricken that they allow their tears and mucus to fall. In years gone by, this was how the kuia or elderly woman of Marai behaved during Tangihanga. The site is a rarity, according to Dr Ngata.
0: Maybe there are, there are rare instances, but we don't actually tuku anymore. That's a rare, rare occurrence. And by tuku, uh, uh, sometimes we see tuku in terms of performances with haka and and weta on stage. We, I've seen that, and where people is... let go. Yeah. Um, but that what we tend to do is we tuku when it's more aggressive. That's an interesting one, as opposed to tuku uh, in tangi. Mm-hmm. And even that's become aggressive, when in fact... It's not. Mm. So, but it's because it's easier, and because because we have this understanding that tuku is about being aggressive in what you do and to, to let things go. Yeah.
1: Then, are you becoming part of the occasional part of the wayata or part of the? You, you're
0: probably becoming. You're probably slightly misinterpreting what uh, the occasion requires. Yeah, what the occasion requires, if that makes sense. I, I, in my, or well, certainly in the last 20 years I haven't seen hupe. Hupe. <laughs> Roimata, yes, but not like some of the tears, yeah. queers I've seen in my time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they let go. things that we need to maintain um, uh, and look after composers and particularly composers who compose in te reo Māori about whatever um, whatever because composition should be about the world you live in or the world you hope to live in and therefore the the, the Māori language uh, survives if it is focused on um, those things that are front and centre of uh, composers. So competitions, or even just hui, things like regional, local, national, forum that encourage compositions and composing are vitally important because they validate, mm. they validate real Māori, they validate performance Māori, they validate how we express ourselves if you capture one of the things uh, it's, that's the hook because it captures a certain audience and I'm talking about young people that's a major part of our population it captures them, so once you capture with the hook, then you work out ways and means of ensuring that it stays there and it's expanded upon, mm-hmm. yeah, Matatini is your starting point
1: Matthew Dixon, no Tewakatohia, no Ngaiterangi, died last year. He was a senior law lecturer at the Piringa Faculty of Law at the University of Waikato. He was a member on a number of trusts and boards. He was involved in local body politics in Hamilton and Tauranga, a weaver and composer of Waitamari. This next interview was recorded one week prior to his death. He talks about waiata Aringa judging at national level, and a few songs that he composed, which are now sung all over the country.
2: I just composed little songs that uh, were um, uh, very simple, and basically identified who the group were, and maybe said one of the Fakatokis from our tribal area. So they're very. I normally copied the the Darangi of Pākehā tunes to make it more appealing to young people, and so this was, that was my, my beginning of composing Kapahaka. I also used uh, the other songs of other groups that I already knew, and I don't know if that's possible now, but uh, people, everybody was doing that, using songs that were very popular uh, that came out from Waihidere, uh, the songs that were composed by Herini Melbourne, uh, they were particularly good for young people, uh, the little songs that he sung by himself. Um, I just taught myself how to compose. I would normally just write the words that I liked, and then I would fit the tune in with the words. And then uh, then I could play, I used the guitar, was the only accompaniment that I, I could use. That's the only thing I could play, so I used the guitar. The first song that became nationally well-known was the song Picky Mike which I composed in 1982 uh, at a wānanga uh, that was held at Haerini Marae for people from Tauranga Moana, from Ngaitarangi and Ngāti Nui. I composed the song for, uh, by accident, actually. Mm-hmm. We were waiting for uh, the kaumātua to turn up to talk to us. His name was Manu Te Pere. And he was supposed to talk to us about the history of the marae and the iwi, Mātirangi Nui. But he was a long time, so we had all this this meeting house full of people. And I knew the words because the words that I used incorporated in the song are from a, a well-known tauparapara from Mātātua. Um, and I just used the words, and at one part of the tauparapara, I referred to mouwao, to, to make it belong to Ngaitarangi. Uh, the tune, I composed the tune on the spot and I composed the actions on the spot while we were waiting. It took about half an hour. Clean and light. because most people knew the words, they caught on with the words um, straight away. So it made it quite easy. Yeah. So we sang that song and that became the song of the Wālanga. Yeah. And not long after that... Um, there was a kapahaka competition for secondary schools being held at Fakatani, um, and Mate Rewiti rang me up and asked me if she could use the song that I composed as the entrance for her kapahaka for Mauau, from Mount Monganui College, and I said, yeah, sure. So she used it in Fakatani, um, and it came first. <laughs> it won first place on the entry. And everybody just loved the song over there because the song also has relevance to all the other tribes of Tatua because it's to do with Muriwai. And so they liked the song, and then the next minute, people of Ngāpuhi were singing the song, so it it just sort of caught on.
1: When you hear it today, what goes through your mind?
2: Oh, I think I'm a bit sad that people don't sort of really know who composed the song and why, the song was composed by me as the song of identity for Mātātua because we didn't have a song that all of Mātātua knew. So I composed the song for that reason. So I feel quite proud that people are singing the song but uh, maybe a bit sad that they don't don't really know who composed it and why.
1: Can we just do a little verse
2: Biki mai kake mai rā, ho mai te wai ora. Ki āhau e tū te huana, kō te te kūia, hi hi te pō. Pō i raru ai awai rākā. Whoa! Oh.
1: Chu outlines his work as a kapahaka judge.
2: The first, the first thing when, I, when I'm judging is the words. is um, And I, I, I particularly like words which are simple and straightforward. But I also look at the words for any message that uh, it's intended to convey. Then I look at the tune and whether the tune conveys the kopapa of the words, where it seems for me, for my ears only, to be a- appropriate and suitable. So so that's a kind of a personal choice. But the words are the most important uh, to look at in compos- in judging compositions. I've always judged uh, wayataringa, uh, although my preference was to judge uh, wayatakoraua or wayatatawito. I've always been asked to judge wayataringa so i look at the words and then i look at the tune and whether it's uh, suitable and then i look at the actions and whether the actions uh, convey the meanings of the words that's what i sort of look at and then i look at the um the strength of the singing the um the the kind of the sing the what kind of singing it is as a, as a, i look at that as a whole package knowing full well that when the group is on stage, they only get to do it once, knowing full well that their their ideal is to to give that that number one performance, but sometimes it doesn't come out that way. So regretfully, that's uh, what the judge looks for where there's failings, and that's why you lose marks. But generally speaking, I'm always aware, also because I've been a tutor, I'm fully aware of all of the work that goes into tutor groups, a group of 40-odd people, some who've never done kapahaka, some who have, but it's hard work. And so it's even made even harder if you know you've only got one one shot at it on a stage. If you're in kapahaka, kapahaka and performing on a stage is just one part of being in a kapahaka. The other parts are just as important, that's the being part of a group, building up relationships, getting to know what the group is about, learning all of the kōrero that goes with that group and that tribal area, learning how to lead, learning how to help people, all those other things are just as important. Going out into the uh, wide world, showing other people what you're like and what you're about, that's all important too. So. If you don't do so well in the item, okay, there's other positives that you can take out of the performance. And by the way, it's only one item. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't get you to do all the other items. Although I have judged all of the items in Kapahaka.
1: Also it's, from Hakka? Yeah, at, at right? some
2: stage, yes. I even judged a poi once because they had no no not enough judges, so I had to judge a poi. Jeez. But I suppose you would expect that if you were considered to be an expert in Maori performing arts You should be able to judge everything I don't You're believe in the, be that's the men's job and that's the woman's job
1: Who are some of the composers of yesteryear that you admire?
2: Moi I like all the old people who, the ones from the East Coast who, before, who compose um, songs Which when you look, listen to them they're really, really simple and that's what I quite like. They're Also, the tunes are catchy, um, and I really admire people who compose Maori songs that are taken up by parkers because, like Poi, you know, <laughs> oh, <yeah. was, laughs> every parker wants to sing that song. But anyway, and I think that's good.
1: So simplicity.
2: Yeah, I think so. I think that um, I think if you've uh, if you've composed a song that Everybody joins in, including not just Maori people. You've got a good song, mm. yeah. But I also admire the songs written by Waka Um Their songs have a, a simplicity about them too. Um, the song, particularly the song that they composed for the, uh, the matatuni that was held here in Waikato, where they played tribute to uh, Te Kāhu. Uh, the action song, that was a lovely song, people just caught on to it. And some of the items that have been composed by whānau Apanui, um, particularly their poise, people have caught on to those songs too.
1: I asked Machu about the range of kupu Māori, Māori words, that are being heard in waiata composition. Now these words can help to embellish a story or give further meaning to the kōpapa of the song or its theme. Some of these words are referred to as fakarakai or kupu fakaniko. Does this play a part though in Waiata?
2: Yeah, kita hui te ite nei wa kwa mahia mahi inga kaiti to inga kupu tafito inga kupu karite rongoa irunga irungaite rongoa irungaite mara irunga inga kouti utaka inga ngame ko ko mata tau <laughs> kite kolo inga te reo uh, Kareheu e Era kupu Ka mahi e rā <laughs> e tau you know? he, he, he kupu hau he kupu Engari hau. e hara ko te kupu hau He kupu He o ngā mea, uh, E hi hiana kia, kia kaunga hoki Tō tātou reo Māori neha. Me tīkina atu ngā kupu a ngā tīpuna Mahia Ko te mea nui Kia, reo,
1: Kia ora e te iho pumanawa a Machu Dixon. Machu died last year on April the 7th. E kore e mimiti te puna aroha ki tōna The songs you have heard tonight in the series include the Motia Tia sung by Te from their national kabaka performance in 1992 at the time held Ngaroa Wahia. E Pā ho was sung by a kapahaka group from Ngāti Toa. In the nineteen fifties, more tia sung by Dr. Wayne Nutler and Wyat sung by Matthew Dixon.